What would happen if a man and a woman were giving the exact same resources and opportunities to grow a business? Who would succeed first and come out on top? In this episode, you'll learn the truth with evidence to back it up, and it will blow your mind. Welcome to the Freelance to Full-Time podcast. I'm your host, Precious Henshaw, and I've been in e-commerce for over a decade. I started my first creative business in 2012 on Etsy as an 18-year-old college student, but never really had the time to grow my business to where I wanted it to be until now. I'm scaling up from freelance creative work to earning a full-time sustainable income online, and I'm sharing tips, tricks, and strategies with you that I've learned along the way that are helping me get closer to my full-time goal. Follow me as I talk entrepreneurship, successes and struggles, and the strategies I'm using to build a business that supports my lifestyle so that you too can achieve your wildest dreams. I can't wait to take you on this journey with me. Let's begin. Hey friend, thanks for tuning into the Freelance to Full-Time podcast. Today, we can see many examples of successful business owners that are both male and female. Have you ever thought that one was better at business than the other? And if so, where does that idea actually come from? Does it come from observing how many business owners were male or female throughout history? Well, you can't really form a conclusion based on that without factoring in that throughout history, women were denied the same financial resources, opportunities, and freedoms that men had. What would happen if a man and a woman were giving the exact same resources and opportunities to grow a business? Who would succeed first and come out on top? In this episode, you'll learn the truth with evidence to back it up, and it will blow your mind. But before I get into this episode, if you have found this podcast helpful and inspiring in your journey, if you learned something new or I gave you an idea that helped you in your business, could you kindly take a few seconds to leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening, or leave a like and a comment on YouTube if that's where you're watching? This tells the platform that you find my podcast valuable, and it helps my podcast rank higher so that more creatives like you can find it. I really appreciate it, and I love to shout out the people who leave comments and reviews, and I can't wait to shout you out when I read yours. I love this DM from one of my listeners. Here's what it says. Thank you. I was just thinking, could you possibly do an episode on selling art online? Maybe talk about the different channels, sites, avenues, and methods for putting oneself out there more as an artist in order to make sales. Thank you so much. Enjoyed the podcast this morning. Yes, this message inspired episode 26 on how to sell art online and episode 84 on six ways to make money as a creative. I hope these help and best of luck. So being good at business has to do with wielding certain traits, the ability to generate new ideas, be creative, and also the ability to take action and make quick decisions. But who has these traits more? Is it men or women? To illustrate the answer, I'm using a philosophical text called the Kabbalion. It was published in 1908, and one of the principles called the principle of gender is based on the unbiased observation of masculine and feminine traits, how they work together, as well as the pros and cons of these traits. I'll link the text in the show notes at freelancetofulltimepodcast.com slash 90. These traits are actually not just observable and applicable in us humans, but also in nature. Things like atoms and cells can have masculine and feminine traits. 
And yes, these traits are also used and found in business. Here's how. According to the Kabbalion principle of gender, masculine energy is described as penetrative, assertive, progressive, conquesting, and actively directing inherent energy toward its feminine counterparts. Feminine energy is described as receptive, sacred, treasured, protective, maintainer of traditions, honoring priority, and nourishing what is most essential to life. Let's first look at a scientific example of this, specifically biology, so you can clearly understand how this works on a physical level. Then I will tie this into what this has to do with business. How do masculine and feminine traits manifest in biology? Think of fertilization, right? When a female ovum or egg joins with a male sperm cell to create a brand new cell. It seems obvious that the egg would be the feminine and the sperm would be the masculine, but it's not just because these cells come from a female or male. That's a very naive way of thinking, and this text goes way, way deeper than that. The sperm cell is, according to the text, penetrative, assertive, progressive, conquesting, and actively directing inherent energy toward its feminine counterpart. We can observe this is true because this is exactly what happens in biology. The goal of the sperm cell is to meet that egg and all of its energy is spent moving toward it. It progresses toward the egg. And once it does approach the egg, they basically fight each other. That's conquesting energy because only one of them can penetrate the egg. And the egg is, according to the text, receptive, sacred, treasured, protective, maintainer of traditions, honoring priority and nourishing what is most essential to life. Again, we can observe this is true. The feminine egg, unlike the masculine sperm cell, isn't directing its energy anywhere. Rather, it's pretty much stationary. It's receptive. It awaits the masculine sperm cell. The egg is sacred and treasured. The ovary only releases about one egg a month, while male sperm cells are released in the hundreds of millions. The ovaries release only 350 total eggs during a reproductive lifetime, while sperm cells are continuously produced throughout life. This is why female eggs are more valuable than sperm. They're not produced in abundance. The egg is also extremely protective. It has a layer on the outside of it that is thought to filter out low quality sperm cells so that only the best and the strongest one can penetrate it. And once that penetration does happen, the egg rapidly changes to prevent any other sperm cells from entering. Once the egg is successfully fertilized, it will also supply vital nutrients that the growing cell will need to continue living. It nourishes what is most essential to that new living cell. This is how masculinity and femininity manifest in nature. But notice how one can't really exist without the other. Without the egg, the sperm cells would just die. And without the sperm cells, the egg too would die and there would be no fertilization. Nothing can be created without both the masculine and the feminine. The text says, no creation, physical, mental, or spiritual, is possible without this principle. So now that you understand what masculine and feminine traits are and how this manifests in biology, let's tie this into business. Again, according to the text, masculine energy is described as penetrative, assertive, progressive, conquesting, and actively directing inherent energy toward its feminine counterpart. Feminine energy is described as receptive, sacred, treasured, protective, maintainer of traditions, honoring priority, and nourishing what is most essential to life. How do these traits relate to business? 
One of the first steps to making money in your business is coming up with an idea, right? You not only have to come up with new ideas, but you have to continue being a visionary and seeing the future of the business. Are creating new ideas and being visionary masculine or feminine traits? These are feminine traits. According to the text, the masculine is linked with the will, while the feminine is related to receiving impressions from the masculine and conducts the work of generating new thoughts, concepts, ideas, including the work of the imagination. The feminine generates new thoughts, concepts, and ideas. Without a business idea, you're stuck doing nothing and having nothing to start. So now that an idea is created, next you have to take action on the idea. Is taking action a masculine or feminine trait? It's masculine. We just read that the masculine is linked to willpower. You have to have willpower to move forward and execute an idea. Otherwise, the idea just stays in your head and never gets worked on. Another trait of successful business owners is passion. Without passion, you can't be motivated to keep moving forward through hard times. Is passion a masculine or feminine trait? It's feminine because passion is just one of the things that helps nourish a business and keeps it going, even when things get tough. Without passion, when things get hard, which they will, creativity becomes stunted. And like I said earlier, without creativity and coming up with new ideas, the business dies. And in business, there can be a lot of competition, right? And that means we have to have the drive to beat out the competition and come out on top. What kind of trait does that sound like? If it sounds masculine, you're absolutely right. And of course, you know that businesses at a certain scale cannot be operated alone and they require more hands. You have to be able to collaborate with different people in different departments so that every person is working together to achieve a goal. The ability to collaborate and be communal is a feminine trait. The opposite of communal is individual, being a loner essentially. And we know that successful businesses aren't achieved with just one person. In business, there are lots of moving parts and different ideas and strategies to use. And you have to know what to prioritize. Otherwise, you'll get burned out. You'll take action too late and miss out on money-making opportunities. The ability to prioritize is a feminine trait. Sometimes in business, we have to make very fast decisions and be willing to take risks. These are traits of the masculine. This is linked with willpower and taking action. The opposite of taking action is remaining in thought, which is a feminine trait. And we know that without taking action, nothing gets done. We can clearly see that both masculine and feminine traits are necessary for succeeding in business. But which are more necessary and who has more of these necessary traits, men or women? The truth is, just like we all have testosterone and estrogen, these masculine and feminine traits are found in all of us. Of course, when it comes to testosterone and estrogen, the levels of each of these hormones in our bodies is what affects our appearance. But we do have both. I'm a woman, but I have to use my masculine traits to take action on my ideas, to be competitive in the market, to progress in business growth by using different strategies, and to assert myself as the best choice for my customers. I can't only depend on my feminine traits, which would result in me being stagnant and never growing in business. These traits work together like yin and yang. And a man who's successful in business 
knows how to use his feminine traits as well as his masculine traits. He too has to be able to generate ideas, work with other people, and know what to prioritize. All feminine traits. Without those feminine traits, he too would fail. The answer is that anyone who is successfully able to use and balance both their masculine and feminine traits are the best at business, no matter their gender. But why are both types of traits necessary for success? According to the text, without the feminine, the masculine will act without restraint, order, or reason, resulting in chaos. The feminine without the masculine would constantly reflect and fail to actually do anything, resulting in stagnation and complacency. Yet with both masculine and feminine working together, we see thoughtful action, the power of the will and vision, combined with the creative force and careful thought to bring it into manifestation. So someone who is only operating in their masculinity will cause chaos and destruction in their business. There is no creativity, no rhyme or reason, and only the need to compete and conquer. An example of that is someone who only steals other people's business ideas without doing any market or customer research, having any original thought, or seeking help. They might be able to survive for a little while riding on somebody else's coattails, but without any new ideas being generated and without any ability to prioritize, work with others, or know what to do next, they would take the wrong actions and their business would go up in flames. You can't have a business and be operating only in masculinity. Similarly, somebody operating only in their femininity would see stagnation and a lack of growth in their business. Ideas might be generated, but no action would ever be taken on those ideas. An example of this would be someone who just listens to my business podcast without ever taking action on what they hear. It might light them up and inspire and encourage them, but nothing actually ever happens because they cannot generate the willpower to make a decision on those ideas and so their dreams remain dreams. You can't have a business and be operating only in femininity. Men and women both have the potential of being excellent in business, but only if they can successfully operate in their masculinity and their femininity. Both sets of energies and traits are needed to work together. Just like the text says, with both masculine and feminine working together, we see thoughtful action, the power of the will and vision, combined with the creative force and careful thought to bring it into manifestation. That's why nothing is created without both masculine and feminine energy working together. We can't create new life without the feminine egg and the masculine sperm working together. We can't create and grow businesses without using our feminine and masculine traits. So there you have it. What did you think? Did this blow your mind? Did this change your perspective on how you view success in business? Let me know your thoughts on this episode by leaving a comment or taking a screenshot and sharing your thoughts with me on Instagram at Freelance to Fulltime. And until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Freelance to Fulltime podcast. If you found this episode helpful, leave a like and a comment below if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio, take a screenshot and share your thoughts with me on my Instagram at freelance to fulltime. Also, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. This helps my podcast rank higher and helps me reach more creatives with big goals and dreams just like you and me. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Until next time, friend, take care.